This is Don't Panic, episode number 26, recorded December 23rd, 2013, on Pricey Max, Name Your Vine, and Moto X Marks the Spot. Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of Don't Panic, the ultimate technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. Uh... We are coming to you from the greater tri-state area, uh, coming from uh, Massachusetts, the state. Yes? Massachusetts. <laughs> so, all right. I think we should, probably, we should probably have this debate right now. I'm pretty sure Connecticut is not a part of the tri-state area. Well, no, I mean tri-state as in our tri-states, not the real tri-states. Isn't that southern New England, though? The tri- I thought the tri-state area was New Jersey, Connecticut, New York was tri-state. I thought it was Jersey, Connecticut, and Pennsylvania. No, it's definitely Jersey, Connecticut, and New York. Why does Connecticut shouldn't get to be in two? It's like... So I learned today that Connecticut is actually the most... Like, more people ride the Connecticut line into New York than any other Metro North line. Hmm. So we well, earned that. I'm uh, I'm gonna roll this back because I had a funny opening shtick. So okay, from okay. the Greater Tri-State area, from the Greater, you know, from uh, the state that brought you cranberry muffins and gay marriage from Massachusetts. I'm Sean Jennings, and I'm being joined as always, uh, first by uh, coming to us from Rhode Island, the state that gave us Mr. Potato Head and white privilege, Colby Rabadou. Colby, how's it going? <laughs> Pretty good. I'm feeling privileged. As you should. It's good to be back home, and of course from the great state of Connecticut, the state that gave us uh, the phone book, and uh, essentially one big suburb of New York City, Dan Miller. Dan, how's it going? Frisbees. Frisbees. (laughs) Frisbees and steamed cheeseburgers. And steamed cheeseburgers. I've never had a steamed cheeseburger. You guys are missing out. either. We'll we'll have to make a stop in uh, scenic Connecticut. Yeah. Um, Dan, Dan, I've also heard that there's a pizza place in, in, in New Haven that makes mashed potato pizza. Can you confirm or deny? I can't, but there's a pizza place in New Haven that's supposed to be one of the best pizza places in the world. So, no oh, interest. Yeah. Cool. There's at least good pizza. I don't know if there's mashed potato pizza. <laughs> I mean, I love mashed potatoes and I love pizza. So, <laughs> it's a very Irish pizza, I think. <laughs> it's actually like there's no cheese or sauce or crust. It's just potatoes. It's <laughs> so like shaped like a pizza at a pizza place. Okay. <laughs> I think we should just do this whole show talking about great pizza places in Connecticut. Really go to our base <laughs> audience. Uh, I, I could do it. I know you could. <laughs> oh, well, we promise to all of our viewers we won't do that. We're instead going to talk about some excellent technology. Uh, but, of course, I want to remind everybody, thank you if you're listening live. We do the show every Monday night, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Uh, and you can find the live link as well as links to past episodes, audio, video, and where you can subscribe to us on iTunes, all at our website, don'tpanic.io, and of course follow along on Facebook, facebook.com slash don'tpanicshow, uh, and you'll get all the latest updates there. Uh, I highly recommend it. All right, well, let's jump right in with our first story, uh, and this one is going to cost you a fortune. Uh, that's right, folks, it is finally here, the monolith itself. Um, the Apple Mac Pro. I think it's kind of weird that um, to release it at this time of year, just in time for the holidays, because it's the must-have gift for the kids this year. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about your Xboxes or PlayStation. Everyone wants to have their Mac yes. Pro. 
Uh, I bought can... one. I bought one for each of my family members. Did you? It's well. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a nice cheap gift, you know. In, yeah, including my grandmother and my baby cousin. <laughs> I could imagine it coming in a box like bottles of wine, just all the little cylinders. <laughs> you just take the them out. Palette of Mac Pros. <laughs> yes. They deliver it with a forklift. <laughs> well, that's the beauty of the Mac Pro. It's small and it's light and it's pretty and it's fast. So let's talk about this. Obviously, none of us uh, have used one yet. Uh, but uh, although I did go to a Mac store to see or an Apple store to see if they had one, and they didn't. Now, was it behind glass, or did they let you touch it? They did not have one at all. Oh, they didn't have one. Yeah, oh. this was last uh, Saturday. It only been well, up for like a, two days at that point, but... Yeah, it's very fresh. Still, normally, they have them right on the release day. So, uh, there's not much to talk about, and we've covered, about this, covered this on the show uh, previously as to what's inside of it. It's looked when it was pre-announced to then it was actually announced. I guess the big news now is that, uh, or at least what we know now that it's actually physically out, is yes, it's as pretty and small as everyone says it is. Um, it is uh, crazy fast. I won't go through all of the uh, benchmark scores um, because I don't even understand those. But uh, I suppose some of the things that are getting the biggest uh, coverage or the cost now the base model is uh, what two thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars, and you can build it all the way up to about ten thousand dollars. Then you factor in four K monitors, of which you can have up to three. And would you say that the max you could configure it at, Dan, was twenty six thousand? Twenty two thousand, but they don't let you buy more than one four K display. So I believe it's fourteen thousand is I believe right around the maximum in a single purchase. Yeah, that you can buy. Um. Generally, the reviews have been great. Um, obviously, it's very expensive, but uh, the reviews have said that if you are a person who is in you know, graphic design, film editing is a big one, uh, graphics work, 3D rendering, that this is an uh, insanely great product. I guess one of the biggest cons that have come out is that uh, apps aren't yet optimized to take advantage of the two GPU structure. So they're not seeing full performance boosts yet, but I guess that's a good thing. Uh, which yeah, the, the final, if you use Final Cut, though, which is Apple's yes. weird in-house video editing thing, uh, you can do, like, 16 4K things at one time. I don't really know why you'd want to do that, but apparently you... I guess if you're splicing together different movies but want to watch them all at the same time while you're doing it, you could do up to 16 of them in full 4K. Mm-hmm. That's uh, impressive. Yeah. That's a. I don't know if you guys have ever. Well, Sean, I know you have, but I don't know if you've ever done video editing before, Dan. But like, I mean, I've cut things out and then <laughs> saved it and watched how long it takes for it to go back out again. <laughs> yeah. So so it's doing that in real time, so mm -hmm. you can watch it in 4K, which is pretty impressive. Well, yeah. you know, I'll tell you, video editing is a very uh, graphics heavy. It's very processor intensive. I, the first video I ever edited was back in. Let me do some math here. It must have been 2002. Two, no, wow. uh, 2003. Probably about 2003, 2004. I used an old VHSC camcorder. Big thing. It was huge. It was massive. I still have it. Um, and I shot a movie for a class. I all uploaded it to my Dell Tower, which I think <laughs> was like Pentium three. Oh uh, yeah. Maybe Pentium four, but it was. 
I mean, and it was just like, it was slow grinding then just to put in like a single title. There were no transitions. Um, and it's amazing to see as the video quality gets higher, you need more and more of this graphics and of memory and of uh, video drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and by all accounts, this Mac Pro is, while expensive, is the most compact and powerful you can get. And, uh, you know, Netflix announced that at, uh, they, you know, that's the big thing, and we'll talk about some of this later, is the CES pre-announcement, which CES obviously is the Consumer Electronics Show in January, where a lot of these companies say what they're going to be doing for the year. At their pre-announcement, Netflix mentioned that they're going to be pushing for a lot of 4K content going forward. Um, and so I would I would imagine that the Mac Pro is going to be a device a lot of these big production houses are going to be using to push forward into 4K. I saw a 4K display on Sunday for the first time. It was it was really cool. It was gigantic. <laughs> uh, I think you'd have to get like at least the 60, 70 inch TV for this to really be worth it. But it almost it was in the uncanny valley. One of my friends commented that he's like, "Oh, this is computer generated." I was like, "No, it's definitely like a panning picture of some like Chinese landmark." It's like, "No, look at the flowers. They're like they're so fake." Like, no, they're just super real. Uh, yeah, it was it was really impressive. Like I could get right like up to a foot up to the display and I couldn't really make out the pixels. Uh, it was really cool. So I am more impressed with 4K than I was before. That is uh, more excited about it at least. You know, it'll be a while before we get the displays, but it's amazing. I, I this is I love when people put the old Mac Pro up against the new Mac Pro and you can see the sizes, but uh, it's just really neat wow. to see. You know, I've been leading the band of giving Apple crap for, you know, not innovating. But, you know, I don't know. I think this, you know, is it a revolution? I don't know. But, I mean, certainly for its size and for its power, I think it's, uh, it, while not for the masses, I think it is pretty uh, impressive. Yeah. Very uh, low acoustic footprint, too, in terms of the... the this doesn't. You can't really hear the fan even when you're like doing the 16 4K thing because of the way the fan sucks the air up through the whole thing. Yeah, some are wider. The fan, the slower you can rotate it to push the same amount of air. Uh, so the fan's like the whole top of it. Yeah, some reviewers were, weren't even sure it was on because <laughs> it was so quiet. Um, <laughs> it's important for its like sound recording and things yeah. like that. Well, uh, and the heat dispersion as well. You know, a yeah. lot of companies will buy several of these. You know, companies with big budgets, they'll buy three or four of these and have them all in the same area. So, mm-hmm. um, to to be able to to manage the noise and the heat while putting out such power. I mean, three yeah, and I actually I saw this. I didn't really believe that it happened, but I saw like a photo shoot or maybe a movie was being filmed, a low budget movie, because uh, actual high budget movies. They have entire trailers of computers they bring on to do the rendering on scene. But this was like a low-budget movie, and they had like a cart with a one of those giant Mac Pros and like a Thunderbolt display on top, just outside, and they're using it to process the footage as it was being taken. And they, that would be huge for them. They would buy one of those right away, I imagine, because mm-hmm. it was a not a stable-looking contraption they had there. Yeah, this is a definitely a throw-in-your-backpack type computer. I mean, it's crazy to think, but 
you know, there are some companies who, who will farm together 10 Mac minis mm -hmm. uh, to get power at a cheaper cost, but I think this will definitely be uh, be something great for the industry, and it's something that you and I are going to see in, not at the surface, but in future movies and in television, and we're the ones who are going to end up getting a lot of the benefit. Yeah, that's a good point. Things done faster, things done more affordably. Uh, so, uh, and we'll see 4K sooner. So, props to props to Apple. We give them, I give them a lot of crap, but um, I, I'm I'm excited to see what uh, what companies are able to do with this. Um, moving on from Mac Pro. Let's talk about last week we talked uh, about Instagram Direct. Well, uh, Snapchat decided before the holidays to push out. I don't want to say a sneaky uh, new release because I don't think that's really fair, but a, a rather quiet release. It took a while for it to, and a lot of people still don't know about it. So maybe you're learning about it for the first time. But Snapchat uh, released a, an update, um, and pretty much all the features you have to go into your settings and turn on. So I'll uh, I'll show you guys what I mean. So I've got my Snapchat here. Uh, when I hit the settings button, you'll see all my account information. I'll, I'll take it away before it gets clear so you can see my phone <laughs> number. But you'll see on the top, you'll see uh, it'll say additional services. Mm -hmm. And when I tap that, this is where all the new features that they added have to be manually turned on. They're not turned on by default. Come on, focus. 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 There we go. There you go. Magic. So, uh, Starting with smart filters, which I'll show you in a second, as well as visual filters. Uh, front-facing flash. Uh, if your phone uh, has a front-facing flash, you can now use that. Replay, which I'll talk about in a second. Special text, which I'll show you. And your number of best friends. So I, I would you guys like a demonstration? Yeah, I don't know what any of this is. All right, so I'm going to take a picture of me taking a picture of me. So look at that pretty guy right there. <laughs> so what's really neat is... Um, Come on, focus again, camera. Focus, focus, focus. There we go. So I can just take my finger and just swipe across the screen. I'll go this way first. And, it, and you'll see it's putting on different color filters. Kind of Instagram, there's your black and white. Mm. Uh, different color filters. Mm -hmm. And it actually, you know, Snapchat pictures in general aren't particularly high quality. I found these filters actually help a lot. At least make them look less crappy. Now there's also smart filters which is, this is a weird one, but it tells you how fast you're going. <laughs> so I'm not going three miles per hour, but you get the idea. Wait, what? I just did one in it. Yeah, so it says, you know, blank, point, blank, miles, it might be hard to see here, but I, uh, it says your miles per hour using the accelerometer. So I, I, I can't figure out a good use for that, quite honestly. I mean, I guess if you're... It's funny, because they announced this, and they're like, but don't Snapchat and drive. And I'm like, that's the only time I'd use it. Maybe what about like, you're flying, maybe like skiing or something? Flying? Yeah, a passenger in a car, maybe. Um, what if you're flying? Would it work then? Yeah. It, it's the Well, yeah, I guess. If you're I didn't I know the accelerometers were that sophisticated. Uh, well, they are, because my GPS app tells me how that. But I'm, or I might use the GPS, too, as well as the accelerometer. That's a good question. I don't actually know how they're doing it. I don't want to assume. Uh, it will also, it uses your GPS and weather.com. You can put the temperature on there. Which is it might be hard to see, but it says thirty-two degrees. Yeah, I can um, see that and you being can, funny. You can also put the time on there as well. So, uh, just and that's what they call smart filters. 
Mm -hmm. uh, you also now have text options. So, for example, I'll put in test text. And you can see, so there's your standard uh, text like you're used to in Snapchat. But when I tap this T at the top, it now has, mm. it now has that big white style text. And you can do that to the side or centered as well. So um, it's just a different way of looking. It's kind of cool when you write a long sentence. So if I go test, 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 test. I, I appreciate you you bringing this on the show because I would not have I would not have figured out that it was um, <laughs> I had to turn it on because I I saw that there was an update and I was like oh cool and I updated Snapchat it is weird I have like this seems the same yep no I agree and it's all hidden and it all has to be manually turned on so I was surprised as well I don't know why um one of the other things I will point out is that um. There's what's your best friends is is uh, your top couple there. They've expanded that. It used to be only three, and now it's uh, you can have I think up to five. So, I wonder who my best Colby, you did not make it because you don't Snapchat me. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I don't Snapchat you. Very I don't really much. feel too bad. Um, and the other thing is, and I haven't actually tried this yet, so I don't know if it's gonna work. Yeah, I think it has to be with another person who has this feature turned on. But there's what's known as replay. So mm -hmm. once once a day, you can replay a friend's Snapchat. So say, Colby, you send me a Snapchat, I see it, and then an hour later I want to look at it again, I get one replay. Which yeah. in essence kind of cancels out the... But only delete. one time. But then yeah. what if you wanted to pay for more replays? That that would be an interesting feature. Um, so it says here, it's an option that lets you watch one snap per day for a second time. Um, and then it's, apparently it says, yeah, there's not a lot of details on how that works. But uh, I believe both people have to, or at least the person who sent it has to have that activated because I can't replay any of the people who I Snapchat with. But you get the idea of how it works. So Did these you Snapchat are... me? I think I, I turned everything on in that. All right. Well, well, we'll give it a shot. Okay. What's the worst that happens with us doing stuff live on the air, right? <laughs> so let's see. We'll send live this demo. to Colby. Okay. Live unplanned demo. So Ooh. you'll open it. It's very compelling television. All right, it's over. All right, now Ooh. wait a second. So it says press, I don't know if you oh, can yeah, see that. that. Yeah, press, press and hold, hold to replay. Oh, yeah, look at that. Then what does your prompt say there? It says replay snap. Would you like to replay the snap from Sean Jennings? You can do this once per day. Uh, and I'm going to do it. And it came back. Oh, and that's I'm neat. Oh, look at that. Wow. And then it's Oh, there. that's cool. Wow, that's neat. It actually I works. think that's a really useful feature, especially because I find when I get a video snaps yeah. that either oh, my yeah. audio isn't on or it goes by fast and I right. and I want to rewatch it. So I think that's a that's a cool feature. Right. And the uh, the video is tough because like part of it's gone before you can even start paying attention. It's, mm -hmm. it's weird. You should get, a, like, a count-in for the video ones. Like, this is a video. Turn on the... 
Like, yeah. you know, like that old-timey time, movie counting? Oh, where like, it does the beep, one. Beep, beep, <laughs> three. Uh, yeah, I agree. And to everyone who says that this is kind of defeating the the purpose of Snapchat that it self-deletes, I, I think replaying it once is not that big of a deal. I don't know if you guys disagree, but if anything, I think it adds value. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I mean, I think it adds practical value for them as a company. I'm not sure if it adds value to the product. Fair enough. It'll be interesting to see how many people actually find these new options and enable them. Um, yeah. I think that'll I mean, be the big thing. Maybe they're all still experimental at this point, and that's why they're... And, and that could be it, but I, I've been using them... They When did they launch these? I think earlier last week, and... Um, yeah, uh, on Friday, and I've been using them all weekend, and uh, I've been really enjoying the different filters and the, the text options, so so that's been fun. So uh, update to the latest version, go into your settings, and uh, turn on these new Snapchat features. Um, speaking of uh, sending social media, let's talk about the Vine. Uh, some of you may know this company, owned by the Twitter, uh, your six-second videos. Well, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. These days, uh, different social media sites have a standard set of things they go through as they grow into full services, certain benchmarks. They, you know, private beta, then opening up to the public with invites, and then opening up to the public full, and all these things. Well, Vine crossed another one of those. Uh, benchmarks, you can now get your custom Vine <laughs> URL. I remember when Facebook did this, and I remember when Google Plus did this. I still don't think I have my Google Plus one yet. Um, but Vine users uh, starting last Friday could get their custom URL. Um, it was owners of verified Twitter accounts got the option first, and everyone else got to do it later in the weekend. Uh, the URLs are formatted as a vine.co slash your name. Uh, so you can go to vine.co. Uh, I don't think you can do it from the mobile app. I think you have to do it from a browser, but just go to vine.co, log in with your Facebook or Twitter, however you linked it, or probably you have both linked, uh, and they will ask you just to, to pick a name, see if it's available. So you can find me at vine.co slash John Jones. And I finally reclaimed uh, D. Miller, and by reclaimed I mean stole. So... <laughs> Find.co slash dmiller. And by stole, I mean using it properly. Using it to its full potential. <laughs> nice. It's funny. Got, I just realized I if you had Kobe gone with, R. If you had gone with Dan M, it would have been like a dyslexic dam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good, so... Colby R, D. Miller, and Sean Johnny's, and you can find us on Vine. Although you guys aren't big Viners. I Vined once. I used... Be. I used to be, because when you're in college, you vineable moments are almost infinite. Uh, <laughs> That's certainly true. <laughs> in fact, I encourage anyone watching to go watch my finds, because I think that there are some absolute, perfect, loopable ones that just spontaneously happen that are amazing, uh, but not so much sense. I always enjoy what I see when I go on there, though. The editor's picks are... I, I love like them. Vine. Yeah, I like them a lot, but I wish my friends vined more so that I could see more of their stuff. 
I agree, but I have been using Vine like I use Twitter in that very little of it's my friends. It's all okay. comedians and it's celebrities and it's news and it's all that different realm of stuff. And I think the six-second format, kind of like 140 characters on Twitter, creates a new way of delivering content. Yeah, so, I definitely don't like the Instagram videos. Cause it's not the same effect. Yeah, and it's more of a commitment, and I find that, like, if you're going to watch a crappy Vine, then fine. But if you're going to sit there for 15 seconds and wait for something to happen, it's like, eh, I'd rather just not chance it at all. Mm-hmm. So that's... I, I check Vine every day in the same way I check Instagram. I think it's really... It's a really cool medium, so... Um, it's good to see them on their way. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to another story. You know, it's funny, we joke this time of year there's not supposed to be any news, but we got a decent amount of stories, so yeah. uh, let's move on to some more pre-CES coverage. How many of you guys remember WebOS? Raise your hand. How many of you remember WebOS? Me. Me? Yeah, some of you. The uh, short-lived Palm operating system, the, uh, the one that was supposed to save the company, uh, got sold <laughs> to HP and then promptly shut down. Well... Um, like all great things on the internet, it lives on. Uh, <laughs> LG, how many of you know LG? Ooh. They make nice products. Well, um, it turns out uh, a while back, LG bought what was left of the WebOS project, and now uh, they've again pre-announced. They bought it from HP. I yep, they bought the OS. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. It was very quiet. Because what LG did was they spun it, or what HP did was they spun it off to try and do it as like an open source. They just said, do whatever you want. And then LG right. came in and bought them. So um, it's not open source anymore as a result? Um, that's an outstanding question. Uh, I'm going to go to the original page. I'm going to go to the announcement that... Uh, yeah, LG picked up the open WebOS project as well as part of the deal. So they own gotcha. it. Now, is it still open? I don't know. Uh, your guess is as good as mine, uh, but they do own that. So LG pre-announced that their smart TVs are going to come equipped with WebOS, the ones they plan to announce at CES this year. Um, they previously had their own... Um, there was another article that had this better, but they, uh, they previously had their own operating system uh, that ran on their TVs. It was called... Uh, it was in here somewhere. Where did it say? I was just reading this. Um, oh, Netcast, which was their old one, um, that I guess they weren't particular fans of, so they purchased WebOS with the intention of putting it on televisions and other devices. Um, and it said that they'll announce a new TV set at CES running a dual-core processor, a gigabyte and a half of RAM, um, which will enough RAM to allow for multitasking, as WebOS was sort of famous for being the first to do the card-style multitasking. Uh, it does say they're going to revamp the interface, and it's also said that they have uh, intentions of reviving what is known as the Enyo development, which is apparently an open-source JavaScript framework for cross-platform applications. Yes. I don't know what that means. Do you know what that means? It's the framework that the people use to build WebOS apps. Oh. Uh, so they're going to keep that going. Gotcha, gotcha. So, Wait, I mean, you could use it outside of WebOS because it would, like, run in a browser. Oh, that's good. That's Oh, so it's like a cross-platform thing. That's why it's in cross-platform, yeah. 
Gotcha. Big words. I don't. I don't understand them. <laughs> it's um, like it's like if you had more than one platform, it would work on other platforms. Gotcha. So, are <laughs> what the hell do I? Um. So, are you guys? Uh, are you guys excited for uh, WebOS to be coming back? Or how excited are you? I don't know. I've never used WebOS. I heard it was pretty good, though. I I wanted to. I think at one point I tried to get a touch, an HP touchpad when they when they when they had them on sale for like crazy yeah, cheap. Yeah, that's right. When they gave up, um, but I I didn't I didn't get to that. But I'm not excited. <laughs> I mean, I guess it would be cool if there were smart TVs with less crappy software on them. Yeah, that would be nice. Like, since since the the what I really want. The dream of having a TV with nothing like that's just a TV uh, doesn't seem to be coming true. Maybe if if it was like useful. Yeah. And, and okay. And see, this would be a question you guys can answer. So, to me, it seems like all these TVs they don't run OSs. They run just software. Yeah. I th- isn't it better that they run an, a fuller operating system than it would be for them to just run whatever generic software that is pre-installed by the manufacturer? One would think, right? Because then you'd, you'd get the, uh, the benefit of all these different app stores and... Uh, APIs and... Uh, yeah. You're kind of like what the whole Ford car thing where they're like, we're just going to build a car and then you plug your cell phone into it. Yeah. You're going to get a new cell phone way more often than you're going to get a new car. I think, I don't think that they're adopting the just plug a set-top box model into it. And okay, fine. But it would be cool if they were just, hey, if Google TV worked, that would have been awesome. Uh, well, and I didn't. I mean, it makes, Google TV should be Android, really. And I, I think that yeah. plays into the OS argument is that when you make a system that's built on these more open source style app platforms, I think it makes more sense than having to build an app for Vizio TVs rather than mm-hmm. for WebOS as a whole, which hypothetically, uh, LG has said now that they own them, you know, are they going to bring it to phones? Probably not, but they've said that they, they are planning on using it for other things. Yeah. That's cool. So... Yeah. Uh, It'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to the development, and I want to mention to everybody that we will have full CES coverage right here on Don't Panic. Are uh, we going to CES? We're going. We'll be in my CES ticket under my seat. <laughs> if we had the budget, I would be the first on a plane. I can assure you. But uh, no, we'll be doing it remotely. Oh. But I promise we'll have only the announcements you need to know about. Because if there's any time of year to panic about technology, it's CES. <laughs> Where it's like four or five days of just non-stop tech. What news, were we so. panicking about last year, though? Like, well, we weren't doing the show at this time last year. Oh, I know, so, I know. But like no. individually, what was the promise of CES last year? Was it 3D TVs still? Was um, it? It wasn't tablets anymore. It was. Was it smart TVs? Yeah, I think smart TVs was a bit big. So yeah, now I have to Google what are the trends from CES 2013. <laughs> <laughs> um, when, when exactly is CES, John? It is usually the second weekend of January. I don't know the date. I believe it's probably going to be the 9th, 10th, 8th, right in there. 
Okay. So we'll we'll oh. cover that. So we'll do our show on Monday probably halfway between uh, right in the middle of the conference. So we'll have the first half then, and we'll do the second half the next week. Yeah. Do they announce the, the new gaming consoles at CES, or is that... Uh, no, they usually do that at E3. Oh, okay. Um, no, last year apparently <laughs> it was uh, 4K. There were a few 4Ks and OLEDs. Uh, Pebble smartwatch. Oh, those watches. That was there. Of course, the usual junk, you know, speakers and headphones and, um, you know, smart refrigerators. Um, what's good is these days they still, uh, tablets, of course, were huge. Um, phones, not so big last year. It'll be interesting to see this year. Uh, I'm also excited this year. Uh, companies like Netflix are planning on being there and making announcements. Companies that don't necessarily make hardware, so. Interesting. We'll have to we'll have to look and see what happens, but uh, I will be just nonstop sitting in front of my computer, just watching all the announcements. So cool. you're gonna want to tune in here first. Speaking of smartwatches, there was a pretty god awful uh, Samsung smartwatch commercial. Oh, oh, oh! That was <laughs> that was pretty horrific. I I'm gonna figure out a way for us to play videos on the show. Okay. I really am. I'm 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 working on it. I'm desperate to figure out a solution. Okay. When but, you do, you'll change everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I do recommend it's called a what is it? Our get geared up or something is the uh, is yeah. the ad on the ski resort. I recommend watching it. It is the creepiest guy picking up a woman in the worst way using a terrible technology product. Yeah, yeah. that's my best way to sum it up. And I got the uh, distinct honor to be welcomed into the. Samsung Experience Store, the yes. Samsung Store in New York and in, in Manhattan last weekend. Uh, so to describe it, you walk in. We weren't sure if we could walk in at first because there was like this front desk area. You had to <laughs> check in, but we like oh. lingered outside and someone was like, "Oh yeah, come in." So we came in. Like, is this your first time here? And we're like, "Uh, yeah." Oh, great. Here's this RFID card. You should use this RFID card at all the different stations so you can collect points. If you get a certain number of points, you can redeem them for things. At certain undetermined, unannounced times during the day, you can use these points to enter yourself in to win prizes, and we give away n number of all the things that they make per day. But well, you don't know what it is, so you have to keep coming back, and we're like, oh, well, okay. Uh-huh. Three-quarters of us aren't coming back in New York in the next month. Uh, <laughs> So then we went in, and it felt like being in, a, like, a parody of a hip-hop music video. There was, like, really gaudy furniture, giant plastic diamonds on, like, coffee tables. It was supposed to look like a home, almost, but really over the top. Uh, my first experience, we walked in, we talked to this lady... And I forget what we talked about, but then she was showing us the watch, so she beeped our card twice. Oh, no, we had to go up to her, give her our card, and register our card, which involved using this terrible Android app that you had to fill out. And the bottom was a big blue button that said Terms and Services, and we all pressed it, but that wasn't the button you're supposed to press. You're supposed to press the button in the upper right-hand corner that said Next. Uh, <laughs> so she had to walk us through that. And then after that... Uh, we went over to the left to go look at these, the tablets, because I'm in the market for an Android tablet, and I hadn't 
Everyone only recommends the Nexus 10, so I actually wanted to look at it. I got over there. Someone else was looking, and they accidentally, like, lifted it up the wrong way, so all the alarms started going off. Uh, <laughs> because the alarm is into the uh, power outlet, and it isn't sealed in, so you have to be careful when you pick it up not to knock that. And, you know, the micro USB is very stable. They don't ever come out. <laughs> they slip in real nice. Uh, so once that settled, and they couldn't figure out how to turn the alarm off, there are all of these employees gathering around the table trying to figure it out. Uh, so eventually I was able to go over and look at it, and I, I was just okay. And then we went over to this other station, and they're showing us the pen, the stylus. The S-Pen! The oh. S-Pen! Yeah! <laughs> so the S-Pen has all these great features, like you can take a screenshot and draw on the screenshot. You can... Uh, do these like gesture actions where you like hold the pen over the screen and press a button on the pen, which then brings up this menu of which there are a bunch of things. But then you can bring up this little note taking thing, which allows you to like write something. And then once you write it, you can click on the thing you wrote and like perform an Android action on it. So like you can look up the address or Google it. But why wouldn't you just type it in or say it at that point? <laughs> Wow. So and a bunch of other things that you can do with the S Pen that was so stupid. Uh, there's a the, coffee. Uh, the um the writing on screenshots sounds really useful for like filing bug reports though. It does. But, but that's it. You can do it with your finger. Like what would you well, you wouldn't ever just do anything beyond circling. Typing right. is more legible. Yeah. Uh so yeah. And then there's a coffee bar in the middle. But in order to use the coffee bar, in order to like get something complimentary from the coffee bar, you had to talk to this person who would show you how to use this tablet app they had going on there. And you had to like, oh, yeah, you had to use the air gestures to scroll through the drinks you could order. <laughs> and I was trying to do it, and I was doing it wrong. She's so like, oh, no, you have to do it up higher. So like my hand was like above the tablet, and I'm going like this to select the one I want. That was pretty silly. Uh, <laughs> then we went over, and my friend was just playing with it, and he opened up the calculator, and it opened up like a window on the device, which was super weird. Oh, they were really, they were really hyping up this uh, the multitask split-screen thing you can do, and they were like, hey, check it out. I can, like, go onto my friend's text he sent me, get the address, and paste it in the maps thing. Like, you can do that just by switching between the full-screen apps. Like, that <laughs> offered no real, no slight convenience, I guess. Uh, Maybe. But then, Don't anyways, we opened the calculator, and there was a, it looked like Windows, like, 3.1. There was, like, minimize, maximize, and close, plus a maximize button, and then he was like, oh, I want to close it down, see if we can like, move it around, bring it back to the same size. We couldn't figure out how to do it, so we asked the uh, Samsung experience person there, like, hey, how do you do this? He's like, oh, uh, I don't know. Like, oh. <laughs> Perfect. And then we got our really gaudy Samsung-branded headphone splitters for our two points. Oh, someone got four points, and they got a tiny microphone speaker. 
USB speaker. <laughs> and oh. that was the Samsung store. Where was that? It was in Soho. Mm-hmm. Right near the Soho Apple Store. <laughs> so, Dan, did this convince you to pick up any fine Samsung products? No. I was pretty much convinced that this was going to be a terrible experience as soon as the alarm went off. Uh, yeah. The, but it was just so funny. Like, the, the forced use of all the features, including NFC, uh, NFC, air gestures, the S Pen... It was, it was just a Samsung on parade for sure. That, that that sounds like exactly like that the gear video. Yeah. Like yeah. the commercial. Like yeah, that. it fit it fit very nicely. It, it was like, yeah, like weak use cases for <laughs> silly yeah. features. Well, that's that's what I love about Samsung is like all companies have brainstorming sessions good companies <laughs> throw out the bad ideas and keep the yeah. good ones I feel like Samsung just has made all of them you know like yes. it's, uh, it's Samsung is hilarious I'm glad those guys exist because if not who would we laugh at that's true so uh, totally, speaking of Android phones, you have an Android phone now that you've been using for at least a couple days I do uh, what do you think about it it's great um, right. Or good review, Colby. Good review. Yeah. On. Uh, no, I... no, it's it's just like so. It turns out Android without all the Samsung stuff isn't bad at all. It's like borders on good. <laughs> um, wow, that's another good review clip. <laughs> borders on good. <laughs> Maybe they'll put that in a commercial. You know, <laughs> it's really impressive. Like there, there are like mild. Really, the the one thing I don't like is that it doesn't. Um, you don't get notification previews on your lock screen. Um, but with um, the, I thought with, they added that. I don't. Well, maybe you can turn it on or something, but I don't, I don't think so. But mm-hmm. but so but with the Motorola's active display thing, when you like, so what happens is, say I get a text message like the text message icon will pop up in a little circle on the active display. And if you if you press, like, if you touch the circle, um, it, it will show you a preview on the top of the screen of the text message you got. And if you drag, uh, cool. you drag the circle to a, a, like, target, and if you drag the text message circle, it will unlock the phone and go straight to the text message. Um, so that's pretty cool. Active display is nice. Google Now is kind of, like, creepily awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, like, it's weird. It's creepy and awesome. Um, the Motorola's Assist stuff is actually really useful. There's, like, you can schedule your sleep time. So you know how on uh, iOS there's, like, I, I don't know, what do they call it? Do like, not what? disturb. Do not disturb, Right. So I don't know if you can schedule it on, on iOS, but for this you can say I, I, I'm definitely asleep between 1 and, you know, 7 in the morning. So from 1 and 7 in the morning, I'll only receive notifications from people who aren't in my, like, you know, important people uh, oh, notifications okay. area, which cool. is cool. Um, it also does – there's, like, a driving mode that turns itself on when it knows you're driving – Mm-hmm. Um, 
Have you tested that out yet? No, I I haven't because I haven't really been driving. I though I have been in a car. I could have done it and I didn't. What I so I was worried. I was like on the train today, and what I should have done is I I was worried that like what if it happened while I was riding on the train? Because like obviously I'm not driving on the train, and I I don't I guess I don't understand how how it knows if you're a driver or a passenger. You know. Yeah. Um, maybe it just guesses from like you not using it and also going fast. But I guess I'll have to look into that more and report back. Um, have you been using the uh, Google Now uh, voice stuff with the, you know, okay, Google Now? <laughs> not really. But, like, it's cool. It works. Like, it actually, it hears you all the time. I mean, I guess you tried it at the party, right, Sean? Yeah, because I, I, that was the first thing I, I wanted, because that's one yeah. of the things about the phone. And it, it did recognize my voice, so that was, uh, that was yeah. neat. Uh, one of the other things I like is another Motorola-specific thing, I believe, is they have a, this like gesture for, for, to open the camera app. So you basically it's like you hold the phone, and it's like you're turning a doorknob, and then it opens the camera app right away, and you can take a picture. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, that's um, that's a Moto X only thing. Yeah, yeah, and they also uh, they they did some stuff with the camera app, so which is really cool, or I think is really cool. Um, some interesting you interface things. Um, for example, one touch on the screen like focuses and takes a picture right away, which is cool. Uh, it's really like. It's like optimized for taking pictures as fast as possible, you know, so you don't miss things. Um, I I, I want to like look here and see. Now, what what have you uh, thought of the hardware on the Moto X? In, in gen- I know there's nothing super exciting about hardware, but in general. Yeah, I mean it it it's not laggy particularly. There are some like. One thing I've noticed is that if you, like, leave an app when the keyboard's up and go back to it after, like, it it loads in, like, half the screen as if the keyboard were there, and then, and then you, like, see it fill in again, which it just, like, looks janky, but I suspect that's an Android thing and not necessarily a Moto thing. Or, I mean, I feel like that's just how it works, you know. Um... But it's not. I don't. I don't play crazy games or anything. But as for everything I've done, it's been very good. Um, the battery has been real good. I used it. I literally used it all day today. Like starting at eight o'clock in the morning, I got on a train and used it the whole time. And then wow. I got. I got home and I was just like digging around on my phone for hours. Uh, and, you know, I did, I plug it in a little while ago, but I use it very heavily today, and it lasted me until 11 o'clock. Uh, so I felt felt good about that. Um, the other thing I like is the, this is just an Android thing, but they have, in, in this, the power settings, you see, like, a breakdown of which apps are using, like, which apps have used what percentage of your battery. So, you know, mm-hmm. the vast majority of it is the screen. But when I first set up my email, I had set, like, 
set it to sync every 15 minutes, and it was using a ton of battery. Um, so it was super, it was really, I, I noticed, I, I was like, wow, it seems, it seems like it's dying, kind of like going down really fast all of a sudden. Um, and I noticed, and I was like, oh, it's my email. Uh, so I just turned the sync down to, to an hour, and after that it was great. Uh, so that's really cool. So that's, that's one of the things I always, I, I was never a huge fan of on iOS, because like, Sometimes you would download a new app that does, like, doing something crazy with geofences or something. So it's, you know, when you're on in the car or something, it, like, freaks out and destroys your battery. And you never quite knew which one it was. Mm-hmm. So I'd go through and, like, disable location services <laughs> for, like, four different apps. Um, so that's that's cool. Uh, let me see. What else? There's got to be other things. <laughs> Overall, I, I just like it. Um, like, like, all right, on a 1 to 10 scale, how would you rate the Moto X? 1 to 10. Well, I mean, this is pre- preliminary, right? I've been using yeah. it for, like, two days. But I would say, like, an 8 or a 9. I feel really great about this. Wow. How are you feeling about the screen size? Great. Oh, that's that's the other thing. Like, it's it's the screen is bigger than the iPhone, but I can still type on it with one hand. And, like, it's it's a little bit of a stretch. Like, I do have to stretch my thumb a little to reach the far the far side. Mm-hmm. Um, I, have, I have short, stubby thumbs. So, you know, people with longer fingers might, might not have this problem. But it's the, the way the back's rounded makes it really easy to hold as opposed to the, the Galaxy whatever that I have, which just, like, falls out of your hand if you try and do any crazy acrobatics to get the, to the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's pretty nice. That's what that's what I... I mean, I got to briefly use yours, but the first thing I noticed was... Um, I would almost describe it as inviting. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. You, see, you see a big Galaxy Note or something, and to me, I don't know if intimidating is the right word, but it just feels intimidating to use. There's, there was almost, I don't know if warmth is the right word, but it just felt really comfortable, um, especially going, you know, I have my 4S, and it's it's kind of blocky, and I know it's old. Yeah. Um, but it just felt really warm and comfortable in the hand. Yeah, like, I like the way the iPhone feels, but, like, this this feels good. It feels real good. And, like, what, so one of the things I think I've noticed that everyone who sees it, like, my parents and a couple people at the party have said, like, whoa, the screen's so big. Um, but it's it and it is, and I, I almost don't notice it. Like it, it feels right. It doesn't feel out of place. It feels good. Um, so I like I like that. And, and of course, I, you did the uh, the custom color and the engraving and all that as well. I did. Yeah, you can check out my uh, I have, uh the orange uh, orange orange highlights in my uh, my Colby R. Oh yeah, <laughs> so cool. That's me. <laughs> um, and I know you wanted to say something about AT&T oh yeah so on a related note I had to so the this phone and the iPhone use different size SIM cards so this is like a nano SIM so, or, or at least my 4S they have different size SIM cards so I had to go into AT&T to get a new SIM card um I ended, I ended up going to the AT&T store on Park Ave in Worcester, Massachusetts. <laughs> um, 
So we went in, waited for a while. Uh, it was kind of busy because it's like Christmas and things. We waited. Um, we uh, were eventually helped by an, a nice woman whose name I don't remember. Um, there was some confusion because I bought an unlocked phone which was configured for T-Mobile, so they had to update the APN settings. Um, but after that was sorted out, they were like, you're good. Um, you know, I had data. Everything worked. I was like, yeah, I got a phone. <laughs> I went to the party. You know, like, we drove down to Connecticut and went to went to our friend Kaylee's party. She's visiting from Ireland. Maybe she's watching. Shout out. <laughs> um, maybe not, though, realistically. <laughs> <laughs> if she's not, I'm going to make her feel bad about it. <laughs> Um, but so I, I, the next day, I get a text message from AT and T that says, "Hey, you've you've used over fifty dollars in data." And I was like, "What? I have I I I have an unlimited data." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> um, so I. I I didn't I had no idea what happened so I just like I I shut my data off because I I was like you know jumping between places with Wi-Fi basically so I was confused and then today on the train I started investigating so I like pulled up our AT and T account and I was looking at my phone and like it lists my data plan with my un unlimited data plan with my you know I'd use ten megabytes or whatever for for the month, and then it has, like, under, in this, like, hidden, like, drop-down thing that you had to click on, it had, like, 100 megabytes of, with, like, of, like, just, like, pay-by-usage data, and I, I was like, what? Um, and a lot, too. I mean, it was, like, first setup, so I downloaded apps while we were in the car, and, mm -hmm. and, uh, so I, I still have no idea what happened because I didn't want to go go to a store today, the day before Christmas Eve, uh, because I can only assume it would be a complete madhouse. I hear AT and T has a wonderful customer service on the phone, though. <laughs> I sent I sent some sarcasm. I I'm, <laughs> I think we're gonna try that tomorrow. What what I suspect is the problem is that that data plan is I was grandfathered in from the dear one of the original iPhone, like, unlimited data, data plans. Mm -hmm. um, and I suspect it just, like, doesn't work with other phones. Um, but my problem is that no one told me that. Um, like, I feel like, I, I don't think I, as, as the person who went to the AT&T store seeking help, should, re, should have been responsible for knowing that when they send me on my way, like, you're good, man. So, yeah. like... Right now, I'm on the hook for God knows how much data. Well, I'll, I'll give you a, a tip, and to anyone listening, a tip as well. Um, I read a blog called The Consumerist, and they, they deal with a lot of stuff like this, uh, people who weren't told the full story, and they have to call. And From everything I've read, when you call, the people on the phone have the authority to regrant you your unlimited because you had an unlocked phone and you didn't buy, sign it, didn't get it on a new contract. Mm-hmm. You just have to get the right person on the phone yeah. who's willing to do that. So right. 
provided you can, I, I'm under the impression you should be able to get that back. I don't see any reason why you shouldn't, because um, this has happened to other people where by default they don't keep it, and you yeah. just have to call. Yeah, it's it's weird because like the plan is still on my account, right? And yeah. like it still shows there. It's just like my data is not being billed against my unlimited plan. Yeah. Uh, against my data plan, like it's being billed as if I don't have a data plan. Um, yeah, you should be able to call. And the other thing I I I recommend is uh, social media. A lot of these companies yeah. have invested a lot of money, and you get faster and better service through social media. So if the phone doesn't work. Uh, harass them there, and usually you get a, yeah, a pretty good response. To know. And like, so, so the other thing is like, I don't if, you know, I don't really care if I have to switch off of the plan I have, you know, whatever. Um, I, I'm, I, I've, I've had a good long run of having unlimited data, but like, you know, it's not the end of the world if I have to switch off, but it is the end of the world if I have to extend my contract. So. Yeah, or have to pay that overage, which I they yeah, should reverse for you. Which apparently I, w- I read a little like AT and T charges per megabyte <laughs> overage fees, mm-hmm. which uh, feels very like early two thousands. <laughs> so, uh, well, very good. Uh, a generally positive review for the uh, for the Moto X, a recommended pick. Yes. And, and uh, mild good. annoyance at AT and T. I I will re- report back as to whether or not the situation was resolved and whether or not I switched to T Mobile. Dying to know. <laughs> dying to know. Yeah. Very good. Okay. So the Moto X, you can get it at a Moto X. Just Google Moto X, and then you can buy one. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, uh, let's move on. Let's talk about your pick. I'm curious because you live in the city. Do you, do you have cable? No. So you okay? So you're the prime person. This is Aereo. Um, I tried it, but I wanted. Let me know what you think. I I'm, I want to hear about your your in person review. Okay. So uh, here. So yeah, Aereo is this cool thing. Basically, they set up a bunch of cable boxes in a data center and allow you to stream the over-the-air broadcast signals. So I'm not sure if this is for historical or legal reasons, but many major networks have their programming available for free over-the-air. Maybe not ma- I think it is major networks, I think, is the term it, to describe it. it. It's, what it is is it's companies can... Anyone can buy Spectrum and broadcast. I could do it. But I would need big equipment and all this stuff. So, um, but yes, there is, there are legal reasons why they do it. Okay, so you could buy an antenna and hook it up to your TV and watch uh, TV shows and movies that way. And in fact, it's my understanding that that usually is a much better uh, quality movie video signal than what you would normally get through cable. Because they recompress and or compress and recompress it a couple of times as they send it over to your house. Uh, so what Aereo does is they, it's basically a TV antenna as a service, which wouldn't be that cool because you're like, oh, I could just buy an antenna one time and not have to pay for all this stuff. But uh, Aereo lets you watch these TV signals on multiple devices. At first, it was only browsers, so that was okay, Uh, but now that I have a big TV and an Apple TV, I can use the uh, AirPlay thing to send 
the live TV from Aereo directly to my Apple TV, which is really awesome. They also have it for Roku, which mm-hmm. I haven't tried out yet, but I will soon. Uh, and the iPhone iPad app is also really nice. And it looks like they have Android stuff in the works publicly available. Uh, so you can what you can do is you can if you're wondering if you're available, so I'm gonna type in my New York address here in this zip availability thing. Uh, good news. Uh, no, I don't want to start my free month. I want to see what you have. Uh, oh, I guess I should click on the TV. Oh, tune into your local channels. There we go. There we go. So we've got CBS, NBC, Fox, ABC, PBS, CW, uh, and that's pretty much all the stuff. There's PBS Kids. Uh, there's the Home Shopping Network, of course. The uh, And Bloomberg, randomly enough. But, like, the CBS, NBC... Fox, ABC stuff, PBS is what you really get it for. I'm looking forward to some Olympics coverage in a couple of weeks and the ball dropping, which was the real reason I finally manned up for this. Because actually the one hour free per month has been doing me pretty well. If I wanted to watch something free, if I want to watch something, chances are it's only once a month. Uh, so it is free for an hour every month. Uh, but they have, it's not just New York, Sean. I think they... I, it worked for me from Poughkeepsie last year, I remember. Yeah, it's... The way they consider it is because in Poughkeepsie you get the over-the-air signal, uh-huh. then you're considered in the area. Oh, okay. So you get the so, same shows you would in New York, then. Yeah, so yeah. over-the-air in Poughkeepsie, you get the New York stations. Okay. So that's how they... can. So even in New Jersey and Long Island, and there's a pretty big area. I'll also mention that um, Aereo is also in a uh, several other... Cities across the country as well. Salt Lake, Denver, Dallas, Atlanta, Houston, Miami, uh, Boston, Detroit, Baltimore. Yeah. Cool. And the quality is really good if you've got yeah. the bandwidth for it. That's, that's really cool. Nice. The, so the other thing that's pretty interesting about that, I don't know if you how much you have got, you guys have used antenna TVs, but like you're very much at the whim of your ge- geography. Like... Um, you know, some some people might not get television at all. Or, for example, in our Marist dorms, uh, <laughs> the, the Fulton houses had very thick walls. I don't know what was in there. Maybe lead. <laughs> but no signals came in. Zero. Yeah. Like, ver- oh, zero. Literally zero. Yeah. Um, yep. And so you yeah. get, like, the ideal right. scenario. Which it's also cool. only eight dollars a month, and you have a DVR capabilities built in. Twenty hours of DVR storage. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, also, football, football. Uh, yeah, local local sports football. is a great use. Yep. And the trick is, by the way, here's a little trick tip. Um, trick tip. In order for them to know where you're located, they use your uh, zip code on your credit card. So hypothetically. If you had a credit card with a zip code in another town or another area you don't necessarily live in, um, you can get service because that's how they know where you are. Yes, I have to open a new credit card. So, but if you <laughs> had a credit card with a zip code, well, hey, you know, for sports fans, you know, oh, if you're a big Houston fan, <laughs> that's actually know, really clever. <laughs> it's not the it's not the worst plan. Yeah. Um, and I will say, I used Aerial for about a month. I have cable anyway, so I really just wanted to try it out. Um, it's really great. The Roku app is excellent. 
Mm. Um, I have used it, oh, and good. I enjoy it. It works well. It's not perfect, but it works really well. The one thing that bothered me was that um, on iOS devices, Area was not an app. You use it through what? your browser, which, really? yes, yeah. Oh, I haven't used it recently, but I... No, wow. it's always been, uh, here, I'll show you. It's always been uh, in your browser. Uh, yeah, here we go, is Aereo an app? No, it's not an app, it's through the, which is fine, and it works well in the browser. On Android, it is an app. Yeah. Uh, on iOS, it is not, and I, I'm just a guy who prefers to do things through an app rather than in the browser, so... But it works well in the browser. I can't complain. But that's just a little pet peeve. But uh, no, Aereo is uh, is an excellent service, especially if you don't have cable. Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, that is a e r e o Aereo dot com. Uh, give it a shot, and you get thirty days free. So um, you you do have to give them a credit card, mm -hmm. but you know you can always cancel it, and you won't pay. So cool. Uh, something to try. Excellent. Um. All right. I have a little bit of a wacky pick. So, Colby, I know you as a child, you did not watch television. Not really, no. Um, Dan, did you watch Nickelodeon as a child? Not really. I not mean, right. I had it, so I occasionally did. Well, there are a lot of people out there who did watch Nickelodeon in the 90s and early 2000s who were very fond. <laughs> so, there is this website called nickreboot.com, and I love it for two reasons, okay? One is the content. It does have all those classic Nickelodeon shows you you love to watch. Uh, I will say it's at nickreboot.com. It does have an invitation process. Um, it's easy to do. I did it. Uh, it was done quickly. Um, so uh, you do have to ask, but then you get an account, and it's no problem. Uh, let me share my screen here. My computer just slowed down immensely when I opened this page. Um, so can you see that okay? Yes, okay. So uh, so this is what it looks like, Nick Reboot. And essentially what it is, is it's a channel, which is what is interesting. When I first heard about it, I said, oh, it's all these shows on demand. It's not. It's one channel. And it's programmed. So they'll say, right now, it's Are You Afraid of the Dark? And after that, Looney Tunes. And after that, Hey Arnold. It's actually programmed like a channel. And in between shows, they have little uh, clips and little uh, bumpers and old commercials from the 90s. Um, they have well over a hundred shows. Um, if you looked at the list, all that, Nick Arcade, Rocket Power, Rocco's Modern Life, you're going to remember all of these. Um, so one of the reasons I love it is because of the content. It has excellent content um, and a ton of shows and they're always adding more. But the other reason is I like the model. I think it's really interesting that, I don't know if it's for copyright reasons, if it's for ease of use reasons, but instead of putting them all on demand, which they could have done, because obviously they're all hosted somewhere, um, they instead program it as a channel, and it's really neat because, you know, you can follow them on Twitter, and it'll update you with the schedule. You know, now it's this, up next, this, after that, this. It's really neat because you'll be like, oh, that show's on, I love it, and you jump in, it has a chat room, it's live streaming from wherever they host it from. Um, yeah, so if you're a, a fan of old Nickelodeon shows and are looking for a really cool flashback, um, I highly recommend nickreboot.com. It's just a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it's free. Until it gets taken down by Viacom. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask, how did this come about? This is, you know, honestly, it's it's kind of an interesting... It's just some fans who put it together who know programming. Um, the site is always adding new features. It's got forums and chat and kind of a community around it. Um, but that's why there's the... In, and actually, the invitation process is interesting. They do it through Facebook. You send them a Facebook message, they see you're a real person, and then they set up your account. 
So um, they're clearly aware that copyright is something they need to be concerned about. But um, for now, I recommend it's nickreboot.com. Uh, it's a fun way to spend an hour to sit and watch in the old stuff. Um, and it's a cool concept. I, I would like to see, you know, there's old show like Supermarket Sweep. I love Supermarket Sweep. A couple days ago, I was on YouTube. They have full episodes. Some just some person uploaded, uh, and I was watching them. And it's a lot of fun to uh, to watch those old things. So I'd like to see more of this happening, where uh, it doesn't necessarily break copyright as badly as if you hosted, you know, the full episodes for everybody, but putting these old channels together. So nickreboot.com. Cool. Wow. All right. Wow. I can't believe we did it. Uh, no, I can't. We made do it. it. We do it every week uh, somehow. So uh, any last thoughts, guys, before we uh, check out for the evening? Um, not much. I'll, I'll report back on my my dealings with AT&T customer yeah. oh, service. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Merry Christmas? Oh, I can't say that. Happy holidays? Happy. No, you can say oh. Merry Christmas. It's We'll let it slide. That's I why lost. we have the explicit tag, so you can say Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I will say, uh, to both of you, keep bringing uh, great reports back, Colby on your Moto X and Dan from the Samsung uh, store there. That was, uh, that was yeah, really excellent. I should have done like an on-location video thing. Next time, pictures or video, bring it. We'll put that, it on the show. The would have come in handy because then it would have been a little less surreptitious. There you go. We could, we could have done a live stream of you there and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very cool. Well, yes, of course, all of us here at Don't Panic wish you a happy uh, Boxing Day. Um, also, Merry Christmas uh, <laughs> and all that. Uh, we will be back next week before New Year's on the 30th, uh, so you're definitely going to want to join us then. Uh, of course, all of our episodes are available on demand. Don'tPanic.io is our website, audio, video, and definitely subscribe to us on iTunes. You'll get the episodes first, we promise. Uh, and, of course, facebook.com slash don'tpanicshow uh, for follow us for all our updates. And, of course, email us with comments, thoughts, and anything more you want to share with us. Uh, if we have a topic you either disagreed or something we haven't talked about you want us to, um, or if you're just a really nice person and you want to be on the show, hell, email us, don'tpanicshow at gmail.com. Um, with that creepy stare from Colby, we will, uh, we will end the show, and we'll wish everybody uh, uh, a Merry Christmas and good night.